we're in something new. We've not been here before. Much has been lost, but we're finding out more about what matters most, our purpose and whether we'll drift further apart or draw closer. Together. This series of podcasts is intended to bring some perspective in this time of great change. It's unrehearsed and largely unedited. It's just people telling their stories about how they're managing right now. Some are helpful, others are just fun, but they're all intended to foster one thought. In a time when we're being asked to stay apart, there are ways that we can stay together. And today I bring you Julio Andrade. Julio Andrade, I live in, oh, that's my name, Julio Andrade. I live in Pleasantville, New York, and uh, I'm a freelancer. I do, I have a web development company that I own. I also do some freelance on, on my own, so I'm doing multiple things during this time. Uh, and... Healthy so far, mm-hmm. knock on wood, and I've got two beautiful kids, nice. uh, 10-year-old, 10-year-old girl and a six-year-old boy, mm. and they are doing great, and we're doing the best we can today. Yeah, the um, we've had a very long chat before we actually pressed record, and we've covered quite a lot of ground, so we'll see how much of it we can we can retread. But the, the purpose of this little mini-series that we're throwing together is just to kind of shed some light on some of the more positive aspects, it's really easy to get bogged down, as, in fact, we probably did prior to this call. Um, you know, easy to get bogged down with everything that's going on. But yet there are little chinks of light. There's a whole bunch of stuff which is happening which is slightly more positive. Maybe a change of mindset, a different routine, a way of doing things, reconnecting with friends and relatives, those kind of things. So Julio's going to give us some of, his, some of, his, some of the things that he's realized over the, the last period since he's been stuck at home. So the floor is yours. Thank you very much. So uh, the things I've learned since being here at home, uh, you know, so just, I'll, I'll preface this saying I have been an entrepreneur for 20 years, so I have been working from home most of that time. So the work from home part has been actually a breeze for me. It's, this is not, it's a normal part of my life. Uh, but what I've learned is, number one, is is I, the way I look at how my kids are educated. So... Uh, now that I have to teach both of them when they're here, is you know I I have to really address the questions and really there's no one I can really pass this off to. Mm-hmm. So um, now I'm more invested in the way that my daughter, who's ten, learns math mm-hmm. and how they're how she's being taught math. So uh, things like how my kids learn is very important now because if if they're if they're um, tactile learners and we're doing everything online, that's a problem. So mm-hmm. I need to find ways to teach them, give them the tools to learn tactilely. So luckily that has not come out that they're tactile learners. So um, they seem to be visual. They seem to learn, lean more towards visual learning. So that's been good. Yeah, that's a uh, nice realization in this, in this particular era. Yeah. Yes, yes. And also... 
However, that said, we do have currently an issue with our online communications with, with the hacking that we've, some people have experienced with Zoom. And so we're going, to, we're going through that right now. So those have been put on pause hmm. for the moment. Hmm. And it was suggested that we can do some support services using a phone. And I, and I said, well, that's really not going to be helpful because auditory is not how she learns. Yeah. So, um, so we'll have to figure out another way to, did you, to, did you ever kind of get involved with your kids learning prior to this or is this some sort of new, no, nice, no, interesting is, revelation? Was it always the teacher's job to educate? Always the teachers. I have a best friend who, who, uh, homeschools and he had asked me, and I remember a few years ago, he says, well, how does she learn? And I said, what do you mean? <laughs> so he's the one that kind of introduced me to this years ago and now it's all coming back to me it's like oh yeah this is really important now yeah, yeah. Uh, to the point where i have uh in my in my uh more uh, joyous moments and thinking i can really i can a handle on this like you know what maybe i could homeschool maybe i could pull that off I, i've seen people I, I know there are bloggers out there they you know they, they do this they homeschool and they still have you know jobs so uh Maybe I could homeschool. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an enormous undertaking, but uh, it's, it's, it is a thought in my head at times. Like, you know, I could homeschool because maybe what she needs and maybe what my son might need is and benefit from, you know, more is homeschooling. Yeah, it's so. interesting. It's all been thrust upon all of us. I've got kids and I'm spending so much more time with my children. You know, like you say, you discover all sorts of interesting ways that they are picking up their learning. But just looking back, you know, when we're all a little bit older and we're at that period of time where we're reflecting back, this mm-hmm. I'm sure that this will become, you know, a real feature of everybody's consciousness, a real Absolutely. moment in time where everybody can look back to it and say, well, what happened to you? Where were you when? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think anybody's probably going to regret being in close proximity with their family members, or at least I hope not. It, there'll be a, I'll be looking back and thinking, oh, do you remember that time when we were just together for months on end? And although we, you know, we fell out and things, we really got to know one another in a, in a yeah. much deeper way. And I, I got to teach you. Do you remember that? I was teaching you for a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Thanks for that. There were some other points as well. So the other ones are um, how much time I really have uh, as an entrepreneur, you Learn quickly how much time you really have. And I think somewhere along the line, I, I forgot. Mm. And now when I'm working, making lesson plans, um, cooking, <laughs> you know, going to the store, doing all the things that I normally do on top of all these new things. And because it's not just teaching, it's, it's keeping these kids engaged and entertained mm. throughout the day. The day doesn't end. There's no end in school. There's no transitions anymore. Mm. You know, no, there's no, I guess, physical transitions, which may buy you some time. You know, it's like, they're always here. They're always here. They, they work five feet away and they play on at this five feet. So that's the transition. What, what are you going to do with them? What are you going to do for them? You know, we've been doing puzzles and which has been so much fun. I love puzzles and I'm so excited that this is happening at a time when my son, who's six, mm-hmm. is old enough to really manage the smaller pieces because he's been able to do the small pieces for a couple of years. It's just the, the managing of them, yeah. you know, 
just like throwing them everywhere. So now we, you know, we, we have them all in one place and, you know, our dining table for a long time, for a few days was taken up by this big Harry Potter 300 piece puzzle. And that was, that was what we did during breaks, during educational breaks was, okay, it's puzzle time. Go, you have to do 10 minutes of puzzle and then you can have a snack. And nice. so, yeah. and so, you know, puzzles have been great. So we've been talking about what new puzzles we're going to get, but you know, but that, that's all to say, like, you know, how much time do I have? Cause I'm, you know, they go to sleep and then I have to do work or I get up early not or, and I get up early to do work uh, either for myself or for them. And it's like, wow. And, and it has to count and it has, it can't be, can't, well, it can be, but you know, it's, can't be half-assed. It has to be full on. And so there's a lot of time there. So, uh, and I'm using it. So that, do, that's been great. Are you sort of suggesting that you, you've kind of had to reevaluate the amount of hours in the day? You know, you can, in the, in the past, you'd squash your working day into six, eight hours or whatever it might be. But now it's, it's kind of spread out in all sorts of different little pots, some late at night, some early in the morning, because you've had to, you know, yes. really relearn what a day is. Yes. Yeah. And I think when you say relearn, you have to relearn, uh, relearn and remember how much you actually can get done in the time that you have. Yeah. So, you know, in, in all of this craziness that I've described for myself, I've actually started baking bread and baking bread is, is a process, you know, it's, it's a process. And I went, you know, it's kind of this thing. I think it's one of the things that I've latched on to, to say, uh, I, I, I have been guilty of in my life getting excited about something like that and then saying it, it didn't work out the first time. Like, Oh, forget it. It's yeah. not going to, I'm not going to, but I, instead it's like it failed miserably the first time. The <laughs> second time got better. The third time was surprisingly not very good, but it's like, I am, I decided it's like, that's it. I am going to master this. Yes. I'm going to master baking bread. Yeah. So I'm going to make two breads. I'm going to make the no knead bread and I'm going to learn how to make sourdough bread. That is going to, that I'm going to, ma- I'm going to walk out of this at the, at the very least. I know I'll walk out with a lot, but I will not walk out with <laughs> mastering how to make bread, which to know I am gluten free. So okay. I'm making bread for them, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So I think it's a double, not a double, it's, it's a stacked thing for me because I'm making it for them for like, that's like, we, we always talk about, especially in the entrepreneurial world, you know, like, well, you, you know, you got to do things for other people. You got to make it so it serves other people, not serves your, yourself, but serve other people. It's like, I love to cook. I love to be in the kitchen. And there's a part of me that is very selfish. I make these things for me. My kids aren't great eaters right now. And I get, I, I, I want to, but I, I want to make stuff for me, you know, and this is for them. This is all for them. And, and I've, and in my mind, I'm like, I'm making this for their mom. I'm going to start making bread for my neighbors. You know, uh, I, I grab flour all the time when I go to the store. There's just stacks of flour in here. Yeah. So yeah. it's great. And I, I'm so excited to really master this thing and be able to share this with other people. So, this, is, this is such an interesting time as well because, because it's stretching out in front of us and we don't know how long it's going to last. I, I'm, we're really embracing the, the big projects and bread making is a good example of that because whilst the individual loaf takes a few hours it's not it's not that it's not over is it because the next one you can perfect it make it better we've done Mm -hmm. the same my kids have picked up drawing again 
And that's a great one because it's it's a never-ending thing and you can do an hour on it and they get this little piece and then tomorrow another hour and start again and improve something. And, and it, it because because there is no kind of end in sight, it's not like we know that 15 days, two weeks, a month, a year, who knows, right? right. It's good to have these things, these projects which have no no point of ending. It's not like, right. you know, you've built a website and you've handed it over, it's done, move on. Right. Yeah. Thank you. That's another insight as well. That's great. (laughs) What are your other ones? Um, The other one is, is is, in all that is the self-care. It's the self-care. It's, I've put in a lot of work to support us in every possible way, but also my own self-care is taking a backseat. And I know it's something I've worked on for many years to do to to bring to the to the front to bring forward, uh, but now it's kind of taking the back seat. And I see, for all my progress in this time, I see how how important it is and how I need to how it needs to be always at the front because I, mm. I I'm always better at all the things I described when I make some time for myself. Yeah. And as we talked about earlier, I know that self-care thing can, I feel like that self-care statement can be somewhat intimidating because then people start to, their brain starts to run like, oh, I got to, I have to get a massage every week. I have to go for a run four times a week and I have to, you know, I really need to get back to the gym five days a week. Like you don't, it's, you know, it doesn't have to, that would be great. That would be wonderful. Those things are very time consuming. The things I just named, hmm. they have a certain amount of cost and right now you can't go to the gym anyway. Yeah. So, um, but it, it can look just like, and it doesn't have to be meditation either because it's not meditation is intimidating and it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Even though I do meditate, uh, it, it could be a walk. Yeah. It could be a 10 minute walk. It could be a 20 minute walk, a half an hour walk. It could just be a walk. Mm-hmm. Without your phone or at least not engaging with your phone mm. it could be a walk with your phone talking to someone who you haven't talked to in a while that you know i did that uh, last week and that that just felt so good just to just to take a break mm. from all of this madness and it's something we need to have all the time whether there's covid19 or not you you need to give yourself that time that tiny little piece of, of a of a break is how you're going to just be better at everything else you're 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 worried about or excited about doing. Yeah, that's really nice advice. And um, I know for for my part, when we do have enforced breaks and everybody's kind of off doing their own choice of whatever it might be, really does help. It's it's yeah. not a panacea. It's not a magic you know magic bullet or anything, but it no. it definitely helps you come back feeling a little bit more normal and more yeah. more engaged in whatever it is that you've got to do. And of course, at this time, you know, there's a lot of stress, and so just balancing mm-hmm. things frequently, often, is a good plan. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. Number four. So number four, uh, we were talking about this earlier, and uh, I think what I found is. Is, val- is validating people's experience. When people call and talk, uh, I, something I've always worked, not always, but for a number of years now I've worked on is to be able to, is to hold space for, for people when I talk to them or, or when they talk to me. And, and I want to 
during this time, there's a lot of stress, like you just said. And I want to be sure that I'm validating people when I want, and I know that it's really important to, to hold that space for them. So when people call or, or express their stress in a moment, whether it be a long-term thing, like I'm worried about this long, the long-term effects of all this, or today I'm having a moment, just validating the experience and just how important that really, really is to just stop myself from fixing, trying to fix what's happening for them and just listen. Mm-hmm. And you know, once I've given them that space and then they can breathe because I'm breathing and I'm breathing with them in that space and then they feel better and I feel better. Yeah. I think at this, at this time more than any, you know, our normal methods of kind of, balancing ourselves and getting you know getting things off your chest those people might be might be really distant from you now and um and so it might be like you like we talked about before we press record it might be a text message that you send to somebody or it might be a a quick phone call or a zoom chat or whatever it might be and yeah having having time for others and listening really listening to what it is that they're trying to say is is good and it can be difficult because there's commotion going on but Maybe it's mm-hmm. maybe that's one of the things that you can do is set aside a bit of the time to to have a chat with somebody that you know would benefit from from spending a few minutes with you and getting something off their chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, these are great insights. Um, we're trying to keep these episodes reasonably short, so sadly yeah. we're gonna we're gonna probably just end it there. I really appreciate that. I think some of that was very poignant and thoughtful and insightful. So thanks Thank for, for thanks for sharing. Yeah. Right. Thank you for sharing those. I really appreciate it. At a time when we're staying apart, creative ways of staying together are so important. I hope that you found something of use here, a new idea, or perhaps just a smile. Stay safe. Stay together. Stay together.